If you're running a marathon, I'm going to give you some tips about how you can fuel using Morton. I'm going to give you a high level overview of what you should be doing as per the Morton guidance, but I'm also going to compare that to real life examples of how I used it for my last four marathons. Before we get into the detail, if you could like, subscribe and share with your community, it helps the podcast develop more than you know. I've been a Morton ambassador since 2017. The advantage that I have in regards to talking about Morton is that I've been involved with the company from such an early stage, which means that I've seen the changes from the original products to where we are today. And I've been able to try things out, experiment, and I can give you my tips on what I think works and what doesn't work. So it will help you be more informed in regards to how to best fuel your marathon. And 2017 was actually the first time they debuted in an official race, which was the Tokyo Marathon, where Wilson Kipsan won. However, as a non-elite athlete, security measures at Tokyo meant that we couldn't bring water into the starting pen or have bottle stations. So that meant I couldn't use the drink mix during. But that's typical generally throughout most races in terms of where non-elites don't obviously get the chance to put their bottles down. However, in saying that, Berlin is probably one of the few made up races that you can actually as a non-elite have table stations i hope that's something they do keep for 2022 as well anyhow i digress so i use the original drink mix as part of my carbo loading and i've actually seen quite a few of the iterations as the products have developed from the gel 100 to the different drink mixes to the caffeinated gels all the way to the new product which is the morton solid 225 in regular and in c versions I'm not going to get into the detail about that. I will cover that in further podcasts and also my YouTube channel in the build up towards the Berlin Marathon. As I said in the outset, this episode is just going to focus mainly on how you can fuel to run your best marathon using Morton. I'm going to start by telling you about the products. So you've got the drink mixes, the 320 and the 160. For both, you mix a product in a 500 milliliter bottle. In the 320, you get 80 grams of carbs. In the 160, you get 40 grams of carbs. So personally, the 160 drink mix is probably more my everyday drink mix. The one I would use probably before a session or after a session. The 320s are probably ones that I would use within a session or sometimes before a session. In terms of products, the drink mixes came first and then later was the introduction of the gels and you've got the gel 100 so technically what that means is that each gel carries 25 grams of carbohydrates i'm not going to go into the science but it's been shown that the body can tolerate more carbohydrates hence the option of taking 100 grams of carbs per hour however for myself this doesn't work it's just too much I'm just going to park the discussion about the gels for one moment and talk about the caffeine. It's been talked about that caffeine can boost alertness and give you that sort of thought that it's kind of reducing fatigue and all those kind of feelings. So there's the option to have the gel 100 in terms of the caffeine gels and you've got the 320 caffeine mix. Now it does taste slightly more bitter because you can't really get away from it because Morton aren't about adding extra flavors you kind of get what you have but the way they've managed it it doesn't actually taste that bad and they've kept it fairly natural as well so that's a good thing how I'd say that it really depends on the person I know some people that take the caffeine mix and have had no problems I've known other people that take it and it just causes them issues now my thing is that this is not scientific by the way so don't shoot me down But my feeling is that if you can't drink regularly, say like cups of coffee and then do your long runs without it causing you GI issues, 
then it's probably a sign that you shouldn't take these. Morton have just introduced the Solid 225. It's an oat-based bar. One bar weighs 60 grams, and 60 grams gives you 44.6 grams of carbohydrates. However, I've not had an opportunity to test them out extensively, so I want to give that a try first, and then I'll be talking about it more in detail for my Berlin Marathon build-up, which I'll talk about on the podcast and also my YouTube channel. But just to give you an idea of what it's based for, if you're a marathon runner, basically it works best as extra carbo loading or after training or a race as a snack. But for ultra runners, it can be useful as race fuel. So back in 2020, I actually spoke to head of nutrition at Morton, Tobias Christensen, about how to fuel a sub three hour marathon. It's episode 28, so it's way back in the archives. But if you really want to get some good information, listen to that one. Okay, here's a disclaimer. I know people hate disclaimers, but Morton are pretty clear with this. They give guidance in terms of what they advise for fueling. It's an outline strategy for like common training sessions and race plans but you've got to bear in mind that a fuel guide is highly personal and it varies depending on your diet specific training programs work commitment stress so the information that i'm sharing is just general information to help empower you to figure out what the basis is at the time that this podcast comes out on the morton website they have two guidance notes for marathon fueling on one hand they've got the elite marathon training plan which they say is sub 230. So when I refer to elite marathon training, that's what I refer to in regards to their reference. I don't want anyone who's running 231 into the 240 range coming back to me going, well, you're having a dig at me. I'm not. I'm just basically telling you what was on the website. And the time slower than that, I'm going to reference as the amateur time. So that's basically where I'm coming from. Not my definitions, but that's what it is. At the end of the day, I don't want anyone who's running like a 231 up into the 240 range coming back to me saying, who does this 256 guy think he is telling me I'm not an elite runner? I'm not telling you you're not an elite runner. I'm just basically telling you what was on the website. So I'm going to talk about what they advise for elite runners, but I'm going to first start by talking about what they advise for the amateur runners. One thing that they do acknowledge is that the drink mixes are probably the most preferable option. However, as I said before, like tables and offering it out is not going to be possible to all runners in most situations. So the best compromise, as they put it, is to use the gels. But before that, what they advise is to have a 320 drink mix the day before, have a 160 drink mix three hours before the race, and then alternate gels every 6K. So between the regular and the caffeine gel. However, I've had further conversations with Tobias since the 2020 episode, and something he did advise me to do was actually look at using the caffeine gel. And the best time to take it is the latter stages of the marathon, say mile 18, because it takes a different amount of time depending on the person and how quickly they can absorb it. So roughly we say between 15 and 30 minutes and you get that benefit. Don't expect to take it when you're flagging and you're expecting a sudden boost. It just doesn't work that way. If you're in a tough moment and you're expecting to take it and get some superpower, amazing boost, you're going to be hugely disappointed. If you're at the end of the marathon and you're trying to get that final kick, say mile 25, 26, it's really too late. You really want to take it beforehand, give your body time to allow it to digest and process. So don't be too brave, basically. Take it with enough time. Okay, so let's move to the elite athletes. So those people are going to be running faster than 230. The advice is to have a 320 the day before, have a 320 mix three hours before the race, have a gel 100 caffeine at the start or a regular gel depending on what works for you. And because the elites have access to a drink station, say every 5K, 
they'd recommend having the 320 mix every 5k so that would start from anything from 150 milliliters upwards you do see some elite athletes mixing it between the regular and the caffeinated drink mix and also adding gels with their drinks so it's very much person dependent so i've given an overview of the products and how you can use it for a marathon so i'm going to give you an overview of what i did in my last four marathons and i'm going to share some of the things that went well and some of the lessons that i've learned moving forwards but ultimately what i'm saying works for me don't take it as gospel experiment see what worked for you and stick with it so i want to kick off by talking about the first marathon which was the new york city marathon in 2019 around three hours and 19 seconds and it was a hot day and what i did was i alternated between the gels between the regular gels and the caffeinated gels and what i found towards the middle part of the marathon was i started getting quite sick and quite nauseous i think one of the things i learned was i didn't take on enough water during and i just took the gels and probably one of the mistakes of doing that is that when you get deeper into the marathon your body's working so much more harder than it would be normally so the energy required that would normally go into digesting your food that percentage of efficiency for your stomach decreases so stuff's going in but it's not digesting and clearing as quickly or as efficiently as normal so i think that basically contributed to causing of just feeling sick because but it was just not processing as efficiently as it could be but i also think by not having the water that just didn't help matters and just made me feel sick from about halfway to the end of the marathon moving on to marathon number two dawny lake 2020 and i ran 256.19 and what i did is actually replicated what i did in new york but it was a cool day so i had the luck of not overheating but what i did experience was from about mile 13 that same feeling of sickness and i think that was contributed as well one to being slightly dehydrated regardless of the weather you still get dehydrated you know you still got taken water but I think the caffeine just didn't work for me. But I just didn't know it at the time. So afterwards, I tried to adapt the, the caffeine use. So when I went into my third marathon, which was a London Marathon 2021, where I ran three hours and six seconds, what I ended up doing was just taking the regular gels at certain intervals, say every 35 minutes, because I think the body remembers time as opposed to distance. Unless you're Elliot Kachoge and you know you're going to hit like 5k in a certain time so for me i thought just stick with time because it's a bit safer and what i did was i just took the gels and i took tobias advice and based on the advice that i'd received was to take the caffeinated gel towards the deeper stage of the marathon but when i took it it actually made things feel worse because again i wasn't taking enough water and i think just the mixture between being dehydrated and the caffeine just upset my stomach and it was just so painful towards the, the latter part of the marathon, which is really tough as it is. Moving on to my fourth marathon, which was Sevilla, where I ran three hours, four minutes and 28 seconds. And even though this is my slowest time of the four, this is actually the time where I got my fueling strategy right and I didn't feel sick. And what I did is I got rid of the gels and I just went for the 320 mix. And what I did was I took the 500 mil and I put the drink mix into soft flasks of about 250 mil and I carried it in my belt. Also, you look a little bit like the Michelin man at the start because you've got all these things like a weird Batman utility belt type thing, but it just really helps and you, you do get lighter as you move towards the end of the race and it's a little bit more comfortable. Because I'm not an elite, that's what you have to do. You have to carry your drink. So I made sure that I worked out what I need in terms of the drink mix and I carried enough of them. I did carry a gel as a backup, but I ended up not needing that in the end. I think what the marathon number four showed me in severe is that the drink mixes do work the best 
However, as a non-elite runner, I'm not going to get the opportunity to, to do that. I'm going to be running Berlin this year and I think there's going to be opportunity to be able to put your drinks on the tables. So that's what I'm going to be aiming to do this year. And I'm going to obviously train and practice with my drinks in my Math and Pacific workouts as I build up towards Berlin. But as I've sort of shown you from the start to the finish, I've adapted it. I've removed the caffeine and I've just made sure that I'm hydrating. I think hydration is key and taking aboard that fuel. I'm obviously putting in another disclaimer here with hydration. You still need to be careful of that. You can overhydrate and it can be quite dangerous. I'm not going to go into the ins and outs of that, but because that could be a podcast in itself. In this podcast, I've just tried to give a high level view. Probably some other key things I'd ask people to consider would be to really practice your fueling the day before your long run, i.e. your marathon long run or your long runs, to kind of try to replicate what you're going to eat the night before your marathon. And on the days of your long run, I know it's been said to death and you've heard it so many times, I'm not going to claim this as my own, but really practice what you're going to do for your fueling in your Pacific marathon long runs in terms of kit and nutrition, because you don't want to go there and it'd be a surprise. The great thing about water now is it's widely available in more races. So you've got like Boston as well, Berlin. So, you know, I'm looking forward so that's a, a great option although i've spoken about the drink mix i do think you can make the gels work you need to get the balance right between what the weather's like in a day hydration so you're not getting any kind of sickness during but in an ideal world for me it would be the drink mix all day long that's basically what worked for me if you've got any questions about what I've said, then drop me a note. Like I said, I'm going to be reviewing the new Morton 225 Solid, and I'm going to let you know how that works out in my upcoming Berlin training. If this has been useful, please let me know, and please do share with your community. Thanks again for listening to this episode of A Runner's Life Podcast.